Saints training camp has started for, well, everybody except for Michael Thomas, who is officially holding out, did not show up to camp, the only Saints player who didn't show up to camp. We've been talking about that all day long. We will hear from Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis later this hour. We'll play their introductory or that's not an introductory. It's just a season opening press conferences. Very intriguing, especially Mickey Loomis. And remember, as Saints training camp kicks off, it's time for you to sign up for our Big Talkers Club. You'll be the first to get all the latest Saints news, interviews, and analysis from all of our former Saints pros, Bobby Bear, Deuce McAllister, and Zach Streif. So get real and sign up for our Big Talkers Club right now at WWL.com and the Radio.com app. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll is this going to be Drew Brees' final year. Most of you saying no, but a small majority, about 55% of you saying no, 45% saying yes, it will be his last year. We will find out, I guess, in about what uh, seven, six, seven months or so. Let's bring on in Carter Bryant, our buddy and host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM and 1400 AM in South Arkansas. He's on Twitter at Carter the Power, and he's a stand-up comic. Carter, I am always intrigued when I haven't talked to you for a while. What in the world you been doing and, and been up to, buddy? And Seth, I'm just enjoying life. I'm trying to figure out where my $28 million is going to be to build the best <laughs> locker room, a.k.a. comedy green room, man. You know, it's funny. I, I, I was just in New York, got to do some shows, and I was actually in New Orleans, Seth. And this is weird because I, I've, I've done a few auditions for, for stuff, and I've actually got it. Mm-hmm. And people were complimenting me on this headshot. I had to get a last-second headshot. And I heard of this thing called uh, Crescent. I'm probably screwed up the name of the company, whatever. But anyway, I did the headshot. This guy named Noel stretched out. He told me to stretch out my face. So I'm rubbing my face <laughs> uh, at this at this office on Poitras. He's got this super nice place on Poitras. And I'm in there, and I'm stretching my face. I'm listening to... I don't think it was Nickelback. It was some kind of band that made me feel great about myself. And I took this headshot, and it's on my page right now. It's my Twitter profile right now. And said, I, I kid you not, that was some of the most fun I'd ever have. And he donates like uh, some of his stuff to charity. That really awesome. got me involved with, with, him, with him. And that was one of the coolest experiences. And you only get that with someone from New Orleans. Like, there's a different level of just, you know, making you feel great. And I miss the city every single day because of people like Knowles. Uh, and I, I, I just really appreciated someone that, that did something like, that did something like that for you. Because I'm ugly. I well, like yeah, I was just going to say, I'm Carter, it's, uh, it's anybody who can uh, make you look good in the headshots is, uh, he's a winner in my book. And also make you do all these, yeah. <laughs> all these face stretches. Who is this guy again? Now I'm curious. His name's Noel, Noel the Soul Markadell. And he's a, he, here's the thing. He, I look like an albino Bruno Mars. That's me. Like, <laughs> I'm Bruno's half-brother that didn't make it. And somehow, some way, this dude with these face stretches, and, and we did like a whole stretch thing. It was, it was so cool. I really, I really enjoyed the experience. But you know, it's, it's, and, and, and it's not just Noel. I don't, I don't remember the place that we went to, Seth, because uh, you and I got to hang out for the first time ever. And you have to admit, it is weird to hang out with someone that you've done hundreds of radio segments with yeah. Yeah. for the first time. And I walk up to you and I'm like, you're 6'6"? Like, you would tower over Eric Reed. Yeah. Like, you're 
<laughs> Carter, Carter, Bryant, and I met right before I went on vacation. I guess it was like three weeks ago now at uh, like Bayou Beer Garden, Bayou Wine Garden. It's kind of in the same area there. And you're right. I, I kept texting him. I was like, "Well, I'm here," and you're like, "Well, who are you? You're the, this tall guy over here?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, oh, you're that you're that short guy over there." And we, we did. You know, it was it was like uh, I don't know. It was a match made in heaven, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm so happy, Seth. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. And and here's the thing, Seth. I know you're super excited about this LSU locker room. Oh my God, Seth! Oh, right. With the, with the space the spaceship chairs. And there's a reason why I brought up Eric Reed. And here's the thing that I appreciate you, Seth, and the, the way you do radio and why people should listen to your show is that if you truly love something, if you truly want something to be great. You have to understand that people are going to say thought-provoking, sometimes critical things about what you do. And I think people are just kind of pushing off to the side saying, hey, listen, this is a Tiger Athletic Foundation money, putting this money off to the side. They can do what they want with the money, and they donate this to, to, to the athletics department. And I totally agree with that. But remember, the LSU locker room was just fine, Seth. It was just fine. This is $28 million so athletes can have spaceship ventilation chairs. What is, why do you need to sleep in a locker room? Who thinks sleeping in a locker room is a great thing? Yeah, I want to go take a nap next to the job strap that I practice in at 3 in the afternoon. That doesn't make any sense. And they spent $28 million for that? Like, really? That's all Eric Reed was doing. It's not the worst thing in the world, Okay. It does look cool. Don't get me wrong, Seth. But it's so much money, and it could have gone to something else, right? Well, that, that sounds like you and I are in lockstep here. And I also think yeah, it's super cool, but I don't want to sleep at my work. So I guess the good on the LSU players are going to do that. I guess that speaks to the commitment of, of college athletes and college football players. I don't have any problem with people donating to what they want to, to donate. I mean, it's a little excessive in my mind, but there's excessive things in life, especially in this country where we live. I get it. It's bizarre. But what, what drove me nuts, Carter, absolutely nuts, is this bashing from all corners of the fan base and alumni, and yes, even the players themselves. I called Joe Burrow and Michael Divinity out on this. That yeah. it is it is absurd that you use your platform to bash people like me and then Eric Reed and others who might think, well, maybe we should have our priorities as a society to donate to the academic side just like we do at the athletic side. Get yours football team, get yours athletic department, but let's talk about the academic side on this. And and to, to demonize me or a professor or Eric Reed because of that, Carter, I'll tell you this, I just got done talking about it last second. I have never been called so many vulgar, vile names because I guess I support secondary education. I, I just didn't get it, man. It, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. Here's something I've learned is Saints fans, whenever you talk about Saints, it's a little bit more of an open-minded fan base. There's something about the fraternal nature of college athletics. It's it's like attacking a, a family member. People just get so personal about it. And, you know, with Eric Reed being who he is, if that's outspoken and thought-provoking as he is, I can say this from the bottom of my heart. I, I've interviewed Eric Reed hundreds of times. Like I was in the middle of all the LSU athletics. He was my favorite interview outside of you know, Patrick Peterson, which, which is great. But Eric Reed just gave some of the most thoughtful answers ever. 
And and he was just so he was so, just so smart about so many different things. He was an engineering student while he was at school, and he's he's honestly someone that loves LSU more than anyone. He's from Dutchtown High School, grew up right down the road from it. And and he wasn't saying anything to demean the program. He was just basically asking a question. And something else that that that, that really helped me during the college experience. I know it helped you at Washington State is being able to go around to different parts of the campus and interact with different people and different cultures. Whenever you seclude yourself and you tell players, hey, you can spend even more time with people that talk like you, act like you, and look like you, that doesn't prepare you for the real world. That's another thing about this is, yeah, we have our own social circles, and yeah, we will hang out with the people that we hang out with, whether we're engineers, business students, or whatever. But whenever you do something like this, you do put a group of people around that same group of people at all times, and you're coming from high school where you're exalted as a football player, and then whenever your football career is done and you're into the real world and you understand that there's not a super spaceship locker room you can go to and having these filet mignons being cooked for you every two seconds, you're not ready. You're not ready. Like, there's only so many car salesmen and, and those kind of jobs that are out there. They are not ready for the real world, and that's a big problem, and something like this only worsens that. Carter Bryant with us at Carter the Power on Twitter. And, you know, and I think you're the same way. I mean, I'm a player's rights advocate. I think it's absurd oh, yeah. that, that the college players can't use their likeness at minimum to sell sponsorships, make their own money. I mean, that's just bizarre. It needs to change now. It needed to change yesterday. But it does feel like, Carter, that this has been trickling up, not just at LSU, but other places where the you have these excesses in the athletic side when academics really started. I've told the story about my alma mater on the air a lot. Washington State University, they don't make a profit in the athletic side. They're like in a, a 10 to $12 million deficit every single year that the academic side has to pay for. It seems like, Carter, that we're almost at a breaking point here when there's a relative handful of schools who are like LSU that make money hand over fist. And even in those places, it doesn't seem like the academic side is, is, is which drives the institution is the reason the institution is there is cared about enough. And I just wonder, you know, is it going to all come crashing down here relatively soon? And here's the thing. There's going to be a lot of people listening to this today and they're going to say, well, did you know that LSU football donates more money to the academics than, than anyone else? Yes, we, we know yep. that. And and we're not we're not necessarily being critical of really anyone. Like there's so many different people that donate money and have a say in this. Okay. And something that all those people can agree on is spending the money on locker rooms. Like that's something that would be some uh, that's something universal that a lot of boosters could get behind. We understand that this is a very complex thing. We're just bringing up the question. We're just bringing up the idea that this exists. Like anyone that would look at that locker room that is not an LSU fan would be like, what, what is the point of the ventilation system? What is, why would I want to take a nap in a locker room? So it's not, it's not necessarily a bashing. We understand that LSU football makes all this money. We understand that they pay for all these other sports and they can do what they want with their money. That's fine. It just seems to be a little unnecessary, especially when we're talking about 28 million dollars 
Right. And then what you said, uh, Carter, just to kind of put a bow on this, Eric Reed, who is one of the most beloved Tigers to graduate recently. You love him. I love him. Most of the, the fan base loves him. Uh, he brought up a good point, right? Like, How many scholarships would that have paid for, that $28 million? A lot. A lot. And, and that's that's the thing I like about him. Man. I, I really do miss talking to him on, on a weekly basis. Not that I think that he would turn into what, what he is now and and people kind of shortchange him. You know, I know Colin Kaepernick gets all the glory and stuff from from those movement from the movement that he that he started. Um, that's a whole discussion for a different day. But I, I Eric Reed's role in that was just so huge, and I, I don't want people to to lose sight of that. And he's still a really good safety for uh, for the rival Panthers. So uh, in, in the is it really going to matter? Am I going to lose sleep over a locker room? No, millionaires are going to be millionaires. That's fine. It's just kind of fishy. Yeah, yeah, and I will. Uh, the number that we get from the cost of you know tuition and cost of living on that campus is about nine hundred scholarships. Like if we had a rich donor donate nine hundred scholarships, they'd be on the national news. So come on, uh, rich guys, which will never be me. I'm never going to be a rich guy. Rich guys and gals, yeah, donate those nine hundred scholarships, and you'll be on the front page of every newspaper and website. <laughs> well, I guess it's not newspapers anymore. Oh, every yeah. every website's uh, across the country. Uh, look, I'll ask you one actual gosh darn football question yeah. here, Carter. Um, is this a championship caliber team, SEC and otherwise? LSU, absolutely. I, I, I think LSU will go to the college football playoff this year. Um, I think on, the, on their schedule, only, the only loss I see is Alabama. Now, here's the thing. Is the SEC is crazy. There are some other coin flip games. The Florida game's a coin flip. Obviously, going on the road to Texas is definitely a coin flip. Texas a and going to be wild back in Baton Rouge last game of the year. That Arkansas game could be a trap game. Arkansas coming off a bye. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of weird games that are on the schedule there. I'm feeling the good fortune for LSU. I think they're a minimum, minimum 10-win regular season team. I don't like what they have on defense. And I know everyone's saying, hey, what about Devin White? He's gone. You know, in the last national championship set, they lost this guy by the name of Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. and they had the best season in school history. So LSU can overcome losses like that with the talent that they have. Their lone loss this year will be to Alabama, and LSU will be the number four team in the college football playoff. Believe, Tiger fans, believe. Yeah, and then maybe a rematch in that college football playoff in the semifinals. He's Carter Bryant, stand-up comic and host of the Carter Bryant Show on 107.1 FM, 1400 AM in South Arkansas, on Twitter, at Carter the Power. Carter, always enjoy these. Let's do it again next week, bud. Yeah, no problem. All right, there he goes. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's an early edition of Sports Libs here on WWL.